Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode here on Herbaceous Conversations. I hope you're having a lovely day. It's another rainy day here in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, all right, so grab your cup of tea or whatever you're sipping on. I don't have anything with me right now. I was sipping on um, good old iced tea earlier. Yesterday I added, okay, let me tell you a quick story before we get into this episode. Yesterday I added um, a drop of red mandarin essential oil into the homemade iced tea. You guys, the citrus burst is so much different. It really blends well with the fresh squeezed lemon into the black tea. <sighs> but anyways, I digress. I digress. Um, Alright, so today I wanted to talk to you guys about the essentials that you need to start a home apothecary and i thought this episode specifically would do you all justice just because with the current rural situation that we're in i know a lot of people are dabbling into gardening and starting that this year which i think is amazing it's really really amazing um so if you are leaning towards that way and you want to integrate more holistic healing into your home specifically um then definitely definitely listen in i'm going to give you some tips and pointers um as to how to start your home apothecary and this is in regards whether it's to it's for yourself or for a family or a large household all of the information related today will be applicable so before i get into the essentials um i would like to tell you how I essentially started <laughs> with this whole apothecary thing. Um, now, this is really this really depends on your initial introduction to plants and their healing properties. So, if you think to how you were think about the first time you were introduced to plants and how they could heal the body. Now, normally this comes in different ways. Either someone gave you a nice warm cup of tea. Uh, someone probably gave you a bath, um, an herbal bath, uh, an, an herbal salve. You know, there are many, many things that people are first introduced to. I know for me, it was definitely tea. I love, love, love tea. Um, and as an African woman, this is just a part of the culture. You know, you go to someone's house and you visit, there's normally chai tea, um, in combination with mandazi. That's just how it is. <laughs> um, so, um, man, that just really made me hungry right now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so um, I know for me personally, it was definitely tea. And watching my parents, um, they definitely, you know, they have a certain standard of health. And they set that in stone for me and my siblings. So it just carried on out. And I would watch my dad in the afternoons, after a oh, day's work, um, even sometimes, you know, going on these marathon runs, he would come home and have um, a tea. And normally it was either he would brew a ginger tea or take valerian tea. Um, so I would watch him and I was like, oh, and he would he would talk about, you know, its effects and why he takes them. He would always explain why. And always and then I would always ask him, like, if he noticed any changes <clears throat> in regards to the teas that he was taking. So that definitely sparked an interest in me. And after that, I just really, really connected with herbal teas. There's something about the heat and the warmth 
that really pulls out the aromatics and the constitutes um, and just the general energies of the plants and blending them together, right? Especially if you have a mixture of plants, it's crazy how that happens. So essentially, really, it's, an, it's alchemy <laughs> in your teacup. So that's initially how I started um, this apothecary interest. And then from there, I started to make my own tea blends because I've there were things that I wanted that I didn't see in the store. So I'd create certain things. Um, and then, you know, in college, my background being in chemistry, I just even further, you know, that was my geek out moment of, you know, actually mixing the teas together and seeing how the different properties complemented one another, depending, you know, on the alkaloids and the tannins in the plant. Um, and then from there, um, I really wanted to expand. It really now one thing um I will uh definitely suggest like don't be afraid to quote unquote mess up, right? Creating an apothecary, a home apothecary is a creative experience. So you're going to be doing a lot of mixing and testing in your kitchen and in that creative moment you'll need to be open to what goes on in the kitchen. So, and these are learning experiences. Definitely write them down and journal them so that way you can track your progress. Um, but yeah, so be open to what goes on because don't, I do not want you to go into, you know, the kitchen to create something, um, you know, with a certain mindset and then something different happens. Um, yeah, so definitely have an open mindset coming into the kitchen. Um <clears throat> That should be a sign <laughs> above the kitchen, <laughs> in my kitchen, in all kitchens, <laughs> have an open mindset. Um, but yeah, so definitely tap into the creative process. And then from there, once you establish your initial introduction to herbs and plants, then you can expand into other things. So for me, I really, really enjoy tincture making. Um yeah, I just, I just really, really enjoyed tincture making, you know, every single aspect of it from measuring the herbs to the ratios of the solution base, right, which could be vodka, vegetable glycerin, depending on the plants that you're using, to um, letting them sit, the patience aspect, because, you know, sometimes it could be like torture, <laughs> looking at the bottles, and you're like, man, I can't wait to bottle you up. But you gotta wait. You gotta be patient. So there's this learning curve of being patient with the medicine making process. And then extracting the herbs, you know, um, getting to understand their densities um, is really, really interesting. But, you know, from squeezing it, whether you're hand squeezing it, which is my favorite way of doing it, because, you know, it's very intimate, you're squeezing every single drop of the macerate out um or if you're using a press you can watch it drain out too um to bottling the tincture itself it's actually a very it's a it's a meditation for me you know creating your own home apothecary really is a form of meditation um so yeah like i said earlier have an open mindset to this creative um process so, because you will definitely expound, you know, and especially if you are trying, if you have certain wellness goals, 
right? So for, for example, you know, for a family, for example, um, most likely you probably want to integrate more nutrients into everyone's diet. So this could be by means of expanding your spice rack um, to sneaking in <laughs> herbal extracts into certain drinks and juices in your home. It all depends. So hone in on your wellness goal. So what's your wellness goal? What are you trying to achieve with the plants that you're interacting with? Definitely establish that because the plants will definitely speak back to you and they will answer that question for you. So come in with, you know, that that's the only, I would say that's probably the only intention that you need to come in when working with herbs in regards to building a home apothecary, which is, um, yeah, wow, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, wow, that was gone out the window. <laughs> but um, this is what happens when I don't write prompts. This is a freestyle <laughs> episode, you guys. But um, yeah. So yeah, establishing the home apothecary. So that's essentially what you'll need um, to start. Yeah, and just be open to whatever goes to whatever that goes on. Now, in regards to materials, I won't talk about this a lot because I did talk about this extensively in a previous episode in regards to sourcing sustainable plants. However, um, I will say this. You do not need to uh, go balls to the wall, drop all your money into jars and plants. It's not essential at all. So especially for your home apothecary um, when I started, I would just save at the time I was a, I would, I would get kombucha every time I would go <laughs> grocery shopping <laughs> and I would save a bottle. Um, you know, just in case I needed a bottle for anything. It was a nice size. It was glass. I love the shape. So I would save my kombucha bottles, any glass bottle really. And I would sterilize it and put it away. And then if there was an idea I had in mind, say I wanted to make a vinegar, I would have a bottle in hand and I'll just go ahead and, and make the vinegar. So there are certain ways you can get frugal about it. And I know for me personally, now, as especially now that we're building out our homestead slash farm, I have this mindset of frugality. So yeah, definitely, yeah, you don't have to spend an enormous amount of money on materials. It's really, really simple. So salvage your glass bottles from uh, products that you buy in the grocery store. Sterilize them and store them. Um, yeah. And then in regards to plants, um, an easy way is to grow your own, but that depends too on the plants. Some plants take a while to harvest. So, um, yeah, if not, if growing isn't an option for you, then source someone locally that grows or offers sustainable plants. All right, guys, that is all I wanted to relate to you in regards to starting a home apothecary. Of course, if you have any questions, um, feel free to text me. My phone is always open, um, and I'll leave that in the show notes below if I missed out anything in regards to starting a home apothecary. All right, I hope this information has served you well. And if it has, let me know. Leave a review, please, um, on whichever platform that you're listening to this podcast. And on that note, I will check you next Thursday. Bye for now.